Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to step into your power, find alignment, and create a life that you love using holistic methods, interviews with industry leaders, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host and health and wellness bestie, Amanda Chills, and I'm so proud of you for choosing to step into the root of your power. What up, podcast fam? Welcome. Welcome to today's episode. I wanted to, before we get started, let you know that I have a very cool 10 tips to increase your energy naturally. So listen, if you are drinking monsters or 19 cups of coffee a day, this is for you, okay? Go to amandachills.com slash energy, and it is totally free. So y'all are welcome. We about to be a bunch of energizer bunnies up in here. Okay, let's get to the episode. Glad you're here. Okay, welcome back podcast fam. You guys have no idea how lucky you are. First, you get to listen to me drone on once a week. Um, But we have Mike Finelli here today, who is just such a dope dude. So he works with people helping them navigate their self love journey and break out of toxic relationship patterns, which mostly everyone needs like 100%. So Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Tell us about you. Wow. About me. How far back do you want to go? Uh, So (laughs) all the way back. What day were you? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, about me, you know, I, um, I, I really, my life really started to shift in a more positive way from something very traumatic. So in 2008, I was one of those people that was affected by the, uh, the financial crisis and all of that stuff. And then I had a crisis and there was like crisis everywhere. And so that's really where my journey began and uh, really started the, uh, got into the transformational, so personal transformational space. And it slowly kind of evolved into what I feel like is the foundational pieces of our life, which is, which is really that loving of self. And it is my opinion that the moment that we love ourselves and accept ourselves fully is where we can begin to see changes in our life in every single aspect. So if you love yourself enough, you become confident enough and you'll be confident enough to start your own business, to live the lifestyle that you want and manifest the relationship that of your dreams. Now, I just so happen to want to focus on self-love, how it affects relationships, Mm -hmm. because, well, you know, I was kind of really shit at it. I was a terrible, terrible relationship person. Oh, no. And uh, and so it was my mission during that transformational stage to be able to learn the skills necessary. And uh, and that's when my life began to change. And in 2014, I decided that, hey, you know what, I'm like. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of living in the cold Canada between mm-hmm. the months of December and May. So I actually moved to Costa Rica full time in 2014. Which is- and that's where I am right now. I'm in my room, which is air conditioned. Yes, I am very spoiled. But it's the <laughs> best way to be able to kind of have a nice background to be able to speak to to, yeah. to yourself and your listeners. So yeah, it's crazy how um, in other countries, like air conditioning is such a luxury. But in the US, it's so, so standard. Um just something that's wild to me. So it's funny that you say 
I want to challenge you on something because I actually kind of believe the opposite. So you said self-love is the foundation of everything changing, which 100% agree, preach. But what you said was once you love yourself, everything starts to change. And so what I actually teach and where I land is that, uh, I want to be careful how I word this. You don't have to love yourself in order to do the actions. Normally what I teach people to do and what I see is once they start taking the action, the self-love and the confidence comes and then it's like a snowball effect and it rolls into an avalanche. But I think a lot of people, and I, I'm not sure if it's the way you worded it or the way that my brain coded it, but I think a lot of people wait to be confident before they take the action when I really think the confidence and the self-love come from taking action. Once we prove to ourselves through action that we are worthy of love, we are worthy of the life that we want, then the confidence comes. So, yeah. Yeah, so I appreciate that. So I think there's a fine dance, or it may have been the way I worded it and, and the way that you've coded it as it came My in. My brain translates things funny sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think <laughs> that there's a fine balance between the two. I think that there's definitely, you need some affirmative action, but sometimes mm-hmm. we get paralyzed by our beliefs and by the lack yes. of love. So what we do is we actually don't take action. So uh, th- definitely there's a, there's, a, there's a synergy between the two. Mm-hmm. And for sure, I remember very early on when I started uh, in this business, one of my mentor coaches said, the only way to build confidence is through action. Yeah. Absolutely. And definitely when you begin to build some of that confidence through some of those self-love principles, you can take larger actions. So maybe that clarifies it a little bit. So I think everything on this journey is about taking baby steps. I think everyone sets these massive goals when it comes to life or in business. And then when they don't meet them, Mm -hmm. they're super disappointed. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we shut down and, you know, we feel bad about ourselves and we get into this reverse cycle, uh, cycle per se. Yeah, we get into the, I call it like a negative, honestly, I just call it like a hellhole of suck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, you're in a hellhole where like, and you're right, a lot of people don't know how to reverse engineer goals. So they set these huge goals and they don't know how to work backwards. And I find a lot of people don't celebrate wins. I don't know if that's something that you run into with your clients or the people you work with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting because I used to run into that problem very on as well is, is that I found that um, even the smallest thing I didn't celebrate because, mm. oh, I, I, I didn't really achieve anything until I reached yeah. the finish line. So I would actually translate that into my relationships. It'd be like, I didn't really, I wasn't really successful at the relationship unless I got married. And then yeah. I would be there and it'd be like, yay. And I'm like, uh, okay, this doesn't feel like a win right now. So I yeah. actually didn't celebrate the dates. I didn't celebrate. So mm-hmm. in business, I wouldn't celebrate the, the milestones and the followers. Mm-hmm. And the, I wouldn't say so much followers because I think that's a more social media thing. Yeah. But just the accomplishments of um, the small things that we do. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's, it's important for sure that you know, taking those baby steps and having those small goals and achieving them are and celebrating are super awesome. And you were right about the point about setting goals that are potentially unrealistic. But I think there's a, there's a bit of a societal 
dysfunctionality, especially around 2021, for example, like everybody's set their goals, right? Everybody's got goals. It's the start of the year. Yeah. And then everybody goes to the gym and by February, everybody quits. Uh-huh. I think it's like a 60% drop. Yeah. Rate. It's a right? super high number. Yeah. It's a super high number. So I think we, we, we do that as well. So there's a lot of that societal stuff that, mm-hmm. that comes up through that. Yeah. So, yeah. So you started in your self-development journey and personal, which like I love, like I, I was talking to uh, my boyfriend, David, about this yesterday. And I was just like, um, this is going to sound judgmental and I don't mean it to, but like, what do people do (laughs) if they're not improving their life? Like taking out people who are just surviving, because that's a large subset. Obviously, if you're surviving, you're not building and growing. Like that's very, very different. But people who are like generally comfortable who are just like, I, like, I, I know some people and I have known people throughout my life who, um, cause I've always been this way. I'm always like, let me chase a dream. Let me do this thing, which I'm sure to like, <laughs> some people is really annoying, but like, I don't care. Um, but I know a lot of people who like work a job that they kind of like, but kind of don't. And then they drink a lot on the weekends or they take maybe one or two trips a year. And I'm just like, are you happy? Like, I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but to me, it's, it's fascinating when people get into personal development and how people got there. Cause I'm like, what is that trigger? Because I don't understand it. Cause I've just always been this way. So I don't know how people go from like, yeah, something is wrong and I'm kind of comfortable to, oh shit, I want to really change and grow. Yeah, that's a great question. And I probably have a lot to say about that. So I, I think Alice. the first thing, <laughs> yeah. So I think the first thing that happens is we, we are brought up with particular programs mm-hmm. and subsets yeah. and there is a sort of this societal br- blueprint. So I'll mm-hmm. speak from my experience and this might be for a lot of people is that I grew up with a, with a formula that was taught to me say, you know, you, you, get a job, you go to get an education, you get a job, you get mm-hmm. married and you have the kids. So you have this, this formula yep. and it's a very comfortable formula. It's a very structured formula that mm-hmm. you saw your, your primary caregivers or parents or your family following that same formula of getting a job and getting a career and all of that. And people kind of go into cruise control. They go yeah. into the states of comfort. They go into these states of, um, oftentimes in fight or flight, if we want to get deeper Mm -hmm. and deeper. So we get into these uh, unconscious patterns where we don't actually um, want to go out there because going out there and stepping beyond your limits is scary. We hear stories about, oh, don't start your own business because it's, it's, you can lose your shirt because if it's an indirect or direct message that we hear from someone outside of us or don't get married because you're just going to end up getting divorced. So, so we get into these comfort zones and these programs. And so we're almost not really conditioned to want to get into development and personal Mm -hmm. space. I know people that are been, are exactly the same as they were 20 years ago. Now I don't know them anymore because I, you know, I typically detoxify people Mm -hmm. that are not in the same vibration or frequency, right? You know, you're the, the five people, right? We've heard that before. Mm-hmm. And so I think what happens is, is that we just, we're just, first of all, not taught that there is something more. We're not taught about chasing mm-hmm. purpose. And sometimes yeah. chasing purpose means getting out of that comfort zone. Getting out of that comfort zone means having stacks of books, reading, mm-hmm. learning, 
doing yep. the uncomfortable work because getting out of the comfort zone is uncomfortable. So I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. That's uncomfortable. I like where I am right now. Yeah. And people will do that for the next 50, 60, 70 years, mm -hmm. and, and which is okay, right? I don't think this is a place of judgment. Everyone has no, their if they're happy, journey. If they're happy, they're happy. What yeah. I see so much is that they're not happy, but then they're not honest about they're not happy. And it, like, there is almost nothing in this world, like, of the top 10 things that just break my heart. It's because I can always tell, right? Like, one, I'm a therapist for a living. And two, like, I know when people are lying to themselves. And I'm just like, you're not, like, you're lying. You're not happy. It's just, and then it brings us back to the conversation where it's like confidence and self-love. Take action. Buying a book. Listening to a podcast watching a YouTube video. Like those are places that people can start and there's so many free resources. And so you help people do this. Like people come to you and they say, I suck at relationships or, or what do they say when they come to you? Yeah, I think most of my clients are, it's, it's pretty interesting because most of my clients want to go to the next step. So they've kind of been in the, in a, in a personal development space they, they have been kind of, you know, reading the book and they've done the work and they want to kind of go next level. They want to step it up. They want to change uh, their business. A lot of my clients in the past were very successful entrepreneurs, but then found that their relationship sucked. Mm. And so they come to realize that they're, I mean, we talk about balance and we talk about uh, being connected to themselves, understanding. So those, those are one piece. And then yeah. there are other clients as well that are kind of beginning the journey. And so we talk a lot about the relationship to self because it all starts with within, like it all starts with the relationship with, within us. If we don't value ourselves, then we're going to settle for mediocrity outside of us. Can you repeat if, that? Sure. If we don't value ourselves, then we will settle with mediocrity outside of us. So if we think yes. we're worthy of a two out of 10, we're going to settle for a two out of 10. Actually, let me settle for a one out of 10 because that I'm going to feel superior. Mm, so this damn. is, yeah. oh, I told you guys, he is good. Yeah. So this is, this is, this is the thing about self-love. People say, oh, self-love and it's chocolate, chocolates and, and bubble baths, <laughs> but it's not, it's really yeah. about gaining confidence. It's about mm. loving yourself enough to say, to raise your standards, to, yes. to, to go to the next level to have mm -hmm. that minimum. And not only is it outside of you, but also who you allow in. Yeah. The more you value yourself, the cost of entrance into your life is not here, it's here. And then it goes to here. Am I at the ceiling of the video? Here I am, right there. Yeah, and then <laughs> it goes up get, and up. When you get to that level, now let's make the ceiling the new floor. And that's how the personal wow. development place becomes, right? I am internally screaming right now. <laughs> like if it yeah. wouldn't hurt people's ears, I would be screaming. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. and I think, and then, I, think yeah. it's, I think it's important to note that it, it, it does affect all parts of your life mm -hmm. but because relationships are so dear to us. It is so important for us to be able to understand this concept. Because if, if yeah. our ceiling is here, what do we do? We don't settle for low accountability behavior from people. We don't just settle for any person if we're in a dating scene. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, he's okay. She's okay. But right. this is okay. They choose me. 
So I must be lovable. So yay. So I'm going to stay in that box. If right. you're here, then you'll take whoever is in here. But if mm -hmm. you're up here, right? I hope I'm in the video screen. Yeah, you are. This is the band of people that are within your choice. Everyone else yeah. that's here is not in your vibrational frequency. Now, it might mm -hmm. sound mean. Oh, well, you, you want to discount all of these people. But the reality is if you are with someone or in a relationship that are below your minimum requirements mm -hmm. and standards, you settle. Now, and they look, pull you down. So I work they with drag a lot of you yep, down. Absolutely. Yep. You never lift people up. They always drag you down. I think that's something a lot of people don't don't get because they they have such like I work with a lot of people who have such a big heart and they right. say, oh, I want to help. I I want I can help them. I can do this. And it's like, first of all, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't do shit for another human being. And you never, never listen. If you guys hear nothing I say for this interview, listen to Mike because he's awesome. But like, if you hear nothing I say, you cannot lift people up. They only ever in life drag you down. Exactly. Now, if you're, if you have a partner a little bit above you or in really close to you and you're willing to do the work to come up, that is totally different than someone who stays down. They're just going to drag you down. Like in yeah. Harry Potter with those ghouls where they like drag him into the, the ocean with a locket thing. People know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think there is definitely room for that, right? I mean, I think that someone, some, if you're in a relationship with someone that's unconscious to the level, you'll know, like, you'll know, like when you go to date someone, if you really understand yourself, if you know mm -hmm. your values, if you know what's important to you, if you have a particular standard, you're yeah. going to know if that person is even going to be within remotely close to where you mm -hmm. are and everyone's at different places. And it's interesting because I think for relationships, I think it's not so much the level like this, but yeah. I think it's, it's more this, you know, you're, you're, you're here and your partner is here and then you're here. And then it yeah. kind of, you're kind of going on this journey. Like a staircase. So you're both hopefully growing together versus a wide gap. And exactly. then you're trying to pull them up to meet you. Yeah, ideally yeah. you should grow together. Can you, um, maybe people are wondering like, okay, you've mentioned unconscious a couple of times and you've mentioned like different levels. What have you seen that tells you, oh, your partner is at a different level or you're settling? Like what behaviors should people look out for? Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of the work that I do is not necessarily with, with couples together. Mm -hmm. But what I find is for most people is, um, their, their biggest challenge, their biggest challenge, let's say in relationship, um, is being able to speak their truth. They're, they, mm -hmm. fear, um, they fear that speaking their truth will fracture the relationship. Oh, yes. But Great. it's, and so people are afraid of basically a relationship breaking up, right? Because mm -hmm. if you speak to your partner and say, I need you to step up. I need you to, mm -hmm. to get into that next level. Mm -hmm. And there is no response from them. Then it's going to fracture the relationship. So yes. people don't have, don't, people don't like to have that uncomfortable conversation with their partner. And that's just one aspect, but this is a very interesting piece. But the reality is, is that's the, exactly the conversation we should be having yes. is because if you don't, then what are you doing? You're, you're self-abandoning. And self-abandonment <laughs> and self-abandonment so <laughs> and self-abandonment so is a way of not loving yourself. If you can't speak your truth, if you can't, if you can't communicate what it is that you want, then you're only tolerating what it is that you're getting. 
Mm. Can you explain what self-abandonment is for people that have never heard that term? Sure. So self-abandonment means um, getting into staying in relationships where um, your partner is the, let's say the alpha. So you will agree to everything. So you're very agreeable. You, um, everything that you, everything around the relationship, everything around you is relationship. So you don't have your own autonomy. You don't have okay. your own hobbies and friends and things of yeah. that nature. Where you don't actually speak your truth. That's a way of self-abandoning. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, abandoning uh, your life goals, your purpose mm -hmm. for the sake of the relationship. Now that kind of ties in closely to codependency, which is, I think, a, a completely different conversation that we can, you know, we can go deeper on at some point in time, potentially. Yes, but really, definitely it's definitely a different episode, but yeah, I want to hit on yeah, that. Yeah. So, I mean, the signs of self-abandonment are staying quiet when you should be, when you should be speaking your truth, mm -hmm. uh, making everything about the relationship, being very clingy to a relationship uh, mm -hmm. and not, and not self-actualizing. And so what happens is you begin to lose your strength. You begin to lose your, mm -hmm. your yourself. ability, yourself through that. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's abandonment of self, who you are autonomously. If this is a relationship, there's you, there's the other person, and then you create a relationship together. Notice that I don't do this. It's a tripod. It's, it's exactly a connection that you'll have situations. I really like the video part because it allows me to do yeah. this kind of stuff. So <laughs> there's you, there's the other person, and then I, you should be fine. If you're not abandoning yourself, you should be fine to be able to go away and do your thing and then you're kind of back together again mm -hmm. and you create what I, what I was hoping to make a heart but I think in some videos it doesn't come up very well. You did okay on. like this yeah yeah so Maybe. that's what self-abandonment <laughs> really is at a very very high level right. Yeah. Something I find with a lot of people who self-abandon is they prioritize peace over everything and so if you only ever prioritize peace you lose your voice and I find that it happens a lot with people whose voice was not respected when they were growing up or it was unsafe to speak up, especially if you have an abusive partner, it becomes extremely unsafe. And so the only survival mechanism you have is to self-abandon. And that hurts when people realize that. So there may be some people listening to this like, oh, damn, Mike hit a spot with me. Yeah. So when people come to you and they say, Mike, oh my gosh, I never heard that term or I didn't realize I was doing that. What do they do? Yeah, so I think what I think a lot of a lot of the work that I do with people is is really going back to those uncomfortable places. So from mm -hmm. my perspective, just to touch up a little bit there, and then I'll answer your question. Yeah. Is I, I grew up in a household where there the the um, I had a very angry parent, so mm -hmm. everything around that the household was surrounded around or navigating around that person's potential anger. Mm -hmm. And so that is one way of self-abandoning abandoning. Yeah. My, my, my mom. So this is what my dad, so my mom self-abandoned because she kept quiet to keep the peace. Right. And so this is how she slowly abandoned herself. She began to morph into what, uh, what my dad needed mm -hmm. in order for him to stay at peace. Right. So that's a very strong piece of, of self-abandonment. Yeah. So if, you, if, you, if, that, if that resonates with people, and, and this goes in with anger, with, with alcoholics and, and drug mm -hmm. abuse as well. And, and a lot of us start to self-abandon at a very early age because we're never really asked at that point what it is that we value, what's important to us. 
So we get into a relationship and we don't communicate what we value and what's important to us. So right. we just settle, we stay, we stay mm -hmm. quiet and we self-abandon, right? Mm -hmm. So in working with people, usually I'd like to go back and touch upon some of the history mm -hmm. that they grew up with. You know, what is your life timeline? What did yeah. that look like? Did you, was it growing? Was it, mm -hmm. uh, did you have an angry, uh, uh, were your parents together? Were they separate? Yeah. What is the dynamic? What, what is, what did you see in relationships growing up? Because that's a very good indication of what it is. So in all yes. of my early relationships, I mimicked what my father was. I was a very mm -hmm. angry person. For some reason, I didn't know how to self-regulate my own emotions. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the work we do is, is we do some conscious work. So we go back to conscious self-awareness where mm -hmm. we begin to kind of tune back into ourselves uh, because we live in a society where we're so, so inundated by... Exactly. We get disconnected by all of this busyness and all of yeah. these external things that mm -hmm. we don't understand about doing, going inside and yeah. getting in touch with our emotional states, which and then I think it's, it's uncomfortable. So after I find um, a lot, so the term that, that is, why can't I talk? That term is called embodiment where you tune into your body and you reconnect. I find that so like one, people are not taught it's a very, like, that's much more of an Eastern practice than a Western practice to tune right. into your body. And after you self-abandon, even if you don't realize that that's what you're doing after you prioritize peace and you don't speak up and you survive and you do the best that you can for so long, there's such a huge gap between where you want to be and what feels good. And the part of you that knows that this is not good, it feels bad. And right. so when people look inside, all they're met with is bad, like really, really unpleasant feelings because we're so far out of alignment and our body knows, our body knows that we are not right, which is why people avoid looking inside. So I love that you're doing that work in a space that tells people you didn't know better. You, yeah. how would you ever learn to speak this language if you, if you never heard it growing up, right? Yeah. And it gives people a container to feel crappy because when people start becoming aware of this, they feel like shit. They're like, I have done this to myself, the guilt and the shame and all of those things come up. And if we don't have room to get underneath them to say, yeah, I, I did this to myself and I hate it. And I lost all these years or whatever people say. But also underneath that is now that I'm aware of it, I don't have to stay here. And that's where the empowerment comes in. And I wonder if that's something that, I mean, it sounds like you're hitting that with your clients. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important. So a big piece of that is, is, is self-compassion. You know, once yes. we get into it, it, we don't know what we don't know. And so when we do actually find mm -hmm. out later is like, oh man, I was doing that. I can't believe I was. So yeah. once we have that awareness, then that's when shame and guilt comes in. Mm -hmm. When we when we know that another uh, another behavior was available to us, but we just didn't take it because we didn't know any better. Because it wasn't available. It was. Yeah, and that's the journey yeah. that I went through very early on. Is oh, I, I guess I shouldn't have gotten angry, or I should have. And then there's nothing wrong with anger. I think it's it's right. it's more of a a more violent anger, like really like aggressive. Depends anger. on the actions that you take while you're angry. Exactly. Yeah. And so what happened was, is I began to, 
uh, when I didn't display that anger and I didn't express what I needed because I didn't know how. I was taught algebra, but not how to communicate my feelings, <laughs> which I haven't used algebra yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, and so and so what happens is we don't um, we don't express. And then that energy goes inside our body. In fact, I suffered with lower back pain mm. uh, for decades, like in my 20s and my 30s. Unexplicably. Yeah. Like I went to MRIs, CT scans, the whole gamut, and nothing was wrong with me. Wow. But as I went through the transformational work and did some plant medicine, and I went through the psychotherapy and did mm -hmm. the work that now I do with my clients, yeah, it it's it is no longer it is no longer it just it just it just goes awesome. energy flows through you. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's a really good book called um, The Body Keeps the Score, and it's about how the body internalizes trauma. And something I find often, and this may have been attributed to your back pain, people who, because it's so much work to hold it all in, right, that you're tense all the time. And so where does that sit? Probably in your lower back. Yeah. Or a lot of people in their shoulders and things shoulders, like that. Shoulders, so, yeah, upper yeah. back. Some yeah, people so are everybody just bracing. Yeah. yeah. So this it's is, this is, yeah, and this is where we get into these, these patterns from our society and where we were living in fight or flight mode mm -hmm. and or freeze and fawn where yep. we're now wearing masks we're being people that yeah. we're not because we're afraid of not getting receiving acceptance because if we're not accepted then we feel like we're lost and we go into survival right. mode so we stay on the bottom of manslow as opposed to going mm -hmm. up to the very top where it's self-actualization yeah. that's where we all want to be is at the very top of that pyramid so now, so we get into these unconscious patterns and basically it's like a blueprint, like a program that we're learning in the background. So a lot of the work that I do with my clients, and it's actually going to be one of the first lessons in my, uh, my membership site that actually starts February 1st. Oh it's conscious, yeah, it's conscious self-awareness, which is actually going Love to be it. free actually for a while, which is a conscious self-awareness where we begin to tune back to the present moment because we're always somewhere else. We're washing mm -hmm. dishes and we're thinking about that we need to bring the kids to, to school. Yeah. We're driving in the car and we get to our destination. We're like, oh, I don't even remember driving here. So where <laughs> right. are we? We're in our thoughts. So part mm -hmm. of the work that I do, I do with people is conscious self-awareness, tuning back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. A lot of the work that I did with Eckhart Tolle, I did uh, 60 days of uh, intensive work getting to awesome. the present moment and understanding yeah. where you are at that moment, being able to breathe, getting in touch with our senses and getting in touch with our senses brings us back into our body. And so that way that. we can self-regulate uh, our emotions. It sounds difficult. It can be. Mm -hmm. Transformational work definitely is, is, will bring the worst in us, it brings the shit out. <laughs> it brings the dark, it but brings you know, it out. You know, it, it, but all of that darkness needs light in order to grow. It's like a plant, right? We yeah. need to be able to put light into those uncomfortable areas for us to be able to grow out of them. Yeah. We're basically so. turning the crap we've been given into fertilizer. Like that's what yeah, we're, yeah, that's e exactly, <laughs> absolutely, exactly. So, so yeah, it's, it's so important for us to really get in touch with those uh, unconscious patterns that we're going through, like in the, it's like yeah. the, um, it's like the, we need to learn new things. And because mm -hmm. we are so capable of, and we, we, you know, neuroplasticity, we're able to learn new patterns. Oh, yeah. 
we can change our, the DNA in our body. I mean, we can talk about Bruce Lipton and his work, but we can certainly change all of those things. And a lot of us need to really get in touch to the point and understand that not only can you stay present, but you can also change. Mm-hmm. A lot of us will go into this mental state of, I've been like this for 20 years or 30 yep. years, 15 years. There is no hope for me. But the reality is, is that we, a lot of people that, that feel that, and maybe some of your listeners, is it may feel like stuckness. That's yep. what it feels like. But really, you're not stuck. You're just lacking the tools and the path to get there. And it's a journey. I always tell people, you know, get on the journey, on this journey. Mm-hmm. It is a journey. There is, this is not like the Matrix from 1999, where Neil, they, they put in the, the disc right. and he learns Kung Fu in three seconds. Right. We don't learn those skills that fast. In the yeah. real world, we go through transformational form is a journey. It'll take mm-hmm. six months. It'll take three months. It'll no, take no. three years. It's all a matter of taking that progressional step. I am not where I am now in, in a short period of time. It's a progressive state of actions and tools and mindset mm-hmm. in order to bring you back to who you are. And then once you're at this great place, and this is kind of where 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 I like to shine is it, once you're in this amazing place, then you can manifest anything you want, including yeah. the partner that is on this band right here yeah. that is within your vibrational frequency. So it takes people, I call it digging the rot out. So it takes digging the rot out, doing the work. What I find a lot of people, um, so I, I have a few terms for it. One is that it's like you're in a swamp, right? So I'm from Florida. I don't know if you've ever seen a swamp, but it is like, (laughs) it is legit. You are stuck. It's deep. It's mud. It's hard to get out of. There's alligators. There's anacondas. There's pythons that people let out because they don't want them as pets anymore. (laughs) There's a lot in this swamp and you, there's no way out, but out, right? But if you stay there and you wish you weren't in a swamp for the rest of your life, you're going to die in that swamp. And I've seen people do it. I have clients in their fifties and sixties who no one no one taught that, hey, it's enough to do things just because you want to do them. You yeah. don't have to allow people in your life if they mistreat you. It's okay to say, no, I'm, I'm not here for that. And it like blew their mind. Yeah. And I'm just like, you have gone. That's another thing that breaks my heart. Like people don't know. And, you know, part of it is we don't know what better looks like if we grew up a certain way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think once you get to the space where you're really in tune, like your internal compass is tuned really well and you start being able to say, this feels good. This doesn't feel good. This is right for me. This is not right for me. Literally my hope and dream is like everyone gets there because it's, it's so much easier. So you're, you're in a swamp when you're kind of on autopilot and everything is hard and it doesn't feel good, but you're not being honest about why it doesn't feel good. And, and then we get through the swamp. We do the work. We did the route out. We're through the swamp. And then we're like in a valley, like you still have to walk. You still have to do the work. You run into holes and sometimes you have to run from a Jaguar, wherever you live in valleys, whatever. But it's so much easier and people like, it's so, it's just so much easier and until people get there, they really don't get how hard it was. They just know it's hard but they're like, I don't, everybody's miserable. And I'm just like, wrong. Oh, I'm not like, yeah. I'm not miserable. Do I have hard days? Yeah. Am I miserable? Yeah. Yeah. No. So they're like, well, that's fake. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's, it's interesting. Like, it's not. 
it's a great that's a great point because I, I think people also have this notion that we should have it all together all the time. We should be oh God, no. all the time because there's this notion that it's okay to have a, a positive emotion. It's good to be mm -hmm. happy and joyous, mm -hmm. but if you're sad and you're crying, it's not yeah. acceptable. It's, it's right. something negative because we're taught that as children. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't cry. Like you see your, your three-year-old or your four-year-old uh -huh. crying. Oh, no, don't cry. Don't cry. There's no reason for you to cry. Right. So we're already brought with these programs mm -hmm. that that emotion is not acceptable especially yeah. for men. And we can get into conversation about yes. men and boys don't cry and all of those messages that we hear yeah. as men. But those are the programs that we are built with. So those are the subconscious mm -hmm. operating systems that we grew up with. That was just a small example. And then tack on not being able to say no. A lot of people right. feel uncomfortable saying the word no mm -hmm. uh, and setting boundaries. I mean, no mm -hmm. is a complete sentence. Right. There's often no followed by, well, no, because, you know, I need to do this right. and this, that, and that, 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 where we don't actually need to necessarily give a full reason and say, no, no I don't feel comfortable with that right mm -hmm. now. Or no, I'm going to say no now. I'm going to tune in and then yeah. get back to you. Now, yeah. listen how different that is from saying, yeah, sure. As opposed <laughs> to, no, I'm yeah. going to check in. So I'm going to consciously check in. See if that feels good for me. Because if that feels good, then it's a hell yes. Yes. As opposed to repeat what you said. Yeah. So, so once once we tune in, then we're able to say it's a hell yes to whatever it is that we are asked to do. And that could be from, of course, from our partners, right? From, hey, can you do this or can you help me with that? And so we're not mm -hmm. always in the Yes, yes, yes. Even though you don't want to do it, that's mm -hmm. a way we self-abandon by saying yes when we really mean yeah. no. Right. So bringing in boundaries as well. So that's again a different a different topic. It's a whole course uh, on boundaries, and we see that a lot. There's a lot of books on boundaries and and yeah. so on. So I think once we get into that state of tuning in, and this is why I always tell people to go back to the basics. So mm -hmm. in the membership site, I'm going to have is going back to the basics. Let's tune in consciously, tune back to it. your senses. And that way you're able to make decisions. And when yeah. it comes to dating, it's the same thing. People mm -hmm. sometimes don't want to say no because they come from a place of lack. And they, so, so I see, uh, so I, I see. <laughs> so when I saw the movie, Austin Powers, yeah. I actually had to look up. Yeah. She was a little sixes and sevens. And I thought, what is that? So apparently, and, and again, it, it's, it's um, slang from England where sixes and sevens means that someone is crazy. <laughs> That's what it means. Someone, you can Google this stuff. You, you can't make this stuff up. I did actually look it up long ago and it's something to that degree. And then I said, so dating is like sorting through cards. It's discarding the sixes and sevens, <laughs> looking for the king or queen of hearts. Yes. Oh, I love that. And that's what dating is like. And so a lot of people in dating, you know, they meet someone and da da da, and it's all good. And then, you know, there's a few things, red flags and the yellow mm -hmm. flags, but they'll just put them they aside. Yep. Yeah, they'll just put them aside, right? Why do they put them aside? It, it goes back to you. If you're okay with the yellow flag because you think you're only worthy of a yellow flag, mm -hmm. and you're carrying a yellow flag, then you're going to settle another way of self-abandoning right and then we give too much credit to the green oh yeah but he's a nice guy and no she's a great girl 
And then we ignore all of those early signs of mm -hmm. dysfunctionality. We settle, then we stay quiet, we self-abandon yep. our intuition. And then we hate our life. And then we hate our life and we, have, we are not operating from intuition anymore. We're just reacting to everything, which yeah. triggers is yet another course and another <laughs> and that I'll be creating in the future, which yeah. helps us regulate and understand where our triggers are. But all of these things are so related. Like if you, if you shove down and ignore one, you're not in alignment. Two, you start creating that gap between what yeah. you know is right and what you know is wrong. But people will ignore it out of fear of being alone. You're just you are hitting everything like on the on the head today. Yeah, and there's a reason why we think it's it's bad to be alone because there's there's this cultural this, there's programming. This, yeah, there's this functionality and this this notion that there's a pyramid. And if you're, and if, if you're married, you're at the top of the pyramid, mm -hmm. meaning that you're, you're, you're killing it. And then, right. If you, right? And then if you've been, uh, if, you, if you're separated, you're kind of a little bit further down. Yeah. And if you're single, you're kind of down here. Yeah. And if you're divorced, you're ashamed to shit and you're put way on the bottom. Yeah, so because you failed, right? Because and it's you just- failed, exactly. The rhetoric is so shitty. Exactly. And I got married the first time mm -hmm. really early in my 20s. And I was very shameful in my business to even tell my clients that I've actually been married and divorced twice. Yeah. So and 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 so we bring this program that, oh, I must not be a good person. I must not mm -hmm. know what I'm doing if I'm shamed and put at the very bottom. Yeah. But if I was married and I had a happy couple then I would be on the top and I would have more credibility <laughs> in this space. Yeah. I'm, a lot of time, I don't even tell people that I have a life partner. And just because I don't feel that that's relevant mm -hmm. in the work that we do. This is about self-love. Who I mm -hmm. have as a partner is irrelevant. It yeah. all starts with us. You know, we, the relationships start with us and end with us. And their partner mm -hmm. is the cream filling in the middle. Yep. We, we bring it together. And if two people can do that, then you have a better chance of thriving in your, in your yes. life. And I often find that people who are crappy partners, ooh, not to be insulting, but like <laughs> abusive people, not like struggle with anger, but people who are abusive don't really care who they're with they'll just stay with anyone that allows them to. So it's kind of like if someone's going to rob my house, like, yeah, maybe they're really particular about my house, but they're probably just going into any house with the door that's unlocked. Yeah. And they don't really care. Like abusive partners are the same way. They don't care who they're with. You, the person next door, Sally down the street, who gives a shit, you allow them to stay. And that I think um, is, is that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. They're like, why didn't they do this to me? You let them because you let them. Maybe yeah. you don't have the skills, but it's because you let them. Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to, uh, to our self-worth, you know, if, right. if, if we, we valued ourselves and we were up here on the, on the, mm -hmm. on the tolerant scale, we would never tolerate that. We would never tolerate that low accountability behavior is a, is a partner that is abusive. Mm -hmm. And, and typically it stemmed from, uh, you know, that person being hurt, you know, say hurt people, hurt people. And that's what yeah. this journey is about is reconnecting back to your authentic self to connecting back to you. And really it's a dance between psychology principles and spirituality and just being a good person in general, yeah. you know, <laughs> Sometimes it's just that simple when it comes to that, 
and you know we can get into selfishness and all of those things but for sure all of these topics are all interrelated we are human mm -hmm. and you know we operate in and out of consciousness and we have these patterns and all of these things and again i think it's important for your listeners is that we are not always going to have it all figured yeah. out and no. it's okay as mm -hmm. long as we can make progress through our life and just raise our standards yep. on everything yeah. and get to the end of and end of life and feel good with the choices that we've made mm -hmm. from a place and two power. steps two steps forward one step back is still forward like it's still a step ahead yeah. um, so how do people build self-love and what are hallmarks of a equal relationship i don't want to say good or bad relationship but like what are hallmarks of a healthy relationship with yourself and with a partner so because they're I probably think, similar yeah so i think it's it's actually there's so the one tool that i use and i can talk about a particular tool that yeah. people can use whether you're whether you're in a relationship so self-love or not is irrelevant is a very simple check-in so what mm -hmm. my partner and i do and what i do myself is i just check in regularly and see how am I feeling? How am I doing? How do I feel about my day, my week, my mm -hmm. goals? Um, and I just check in to see if, if I feel good. And if I don't, is journal about the parts that I don't feel good about and make changes and take actionable steps to do that. And sometimes okay. they're little small ones. In relationship, it's a check-in between the two people. Hey, let's mm -hmm. do a check-in. How are you doing? How are you doing? Was there something that I did triggered you? Is there something that you want to talk about that could make this a very uncomfortable conversation? So my partner and I will sometimes sit and we will need to have an uncomfortable conversation because yeah. it'll lead in two ways. It's either going to fracture the relationship or it's going to go over the hurdle and bring it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And the same thing when we do a self-check-in is that you're going to have an uncomfortable conversation with yourself, hopefully a conscious one, and then it's going to either put you into paralysis analysis, or it's going to say, okay, I'm going to take these steps in order for me to go back. So I think it's like, you know, vehicles, when the red light goes on, you need to change the oil. I think we yeah. need to have our own alarms to check in. And that is such a simple tool. You don't need to be a brain surgeon. There may be some guidance around that. Yeah. But I think a simple check-in as opposed to just being on cruise control really can help us guide us in the right direction. What does good feel like for you? Some people say, oh, I don't really know, because they maybe they just started checking in and they're not, they don't have a lot of practice listening to their bodies. What does good feel like for you and what does bad feel like? And then I'll, I'll share mine. I don't think I've ever been asked that. <laughs> I, I think that for me, feels good when I'm totally present. And I'll, I'll quantify that because it's very yeah. different for everyone. A lot of my life, I lived in a future place. Mm. The next thing, the next trip, the next yeah. goal, the next business, the next, um, next thing that would bring me joy. Mm. And so through the, through the practice of, of presence, um, when I did Vipassana for a 10-day meditation retreat, when I studied under Eckhart Tolle, I learned how to be in a happy place, in a joyous place, feeling good 
in the present, not thinking about what I need to do, not talking about the connecting to this endless moment or this finish line that I need to get to in order to feel happiness because happiness is a fleeting emotion. So for me, joy is, is being present. And I think that answers the latter of your question is, is what feels bad is mm-hmm. when I'm in that future state, when I need to do and I want to do and I want to do, 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 I got to go, go, go. I can't wait until, but being obsessive about it. And I used to mm-hmm. be obsessive about it. And I think yeah. it's okay to look forward to a vacation, look sure. forward to, be able to not be in lockdown anymore, you know, <laughs> those, those kinds of things. But I think the, for me, and, and, and for me, it's about uh, being present. And, uh, and that's what, yeah, that's what my, kind of my happy place is. So presence feels calm? Present, presence feels like home. Home. Feels calm, connected. Yes. Um, ob- observing. And I learned a lot of that through, you know, I have a routine in the morning where I just, I just sit in my chair and I sip coffee and I'm present. Love no it. phone, no book. And sometimes we need to get into this, this thing, especially if we're in, a, in, the, in this kind of um, domain, is that mm-hmm. we feel like we always need to be doing personal work and improving. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so beautiful for me is to be able to sit and giving myself permission. And this is great mm-hmm. for your listeners. Is give yourself permission to just be you. Have your cup of coffee. Watch a leaf go in the wind. Listen mm-hmm. to the birds. Getting in touch with those senses. And it's a routine that I have in the morning for 10 and 15 minutes Love that, it. you know, it takes a lot for me to not experience that. And for me, it's several times a day. You mm-hmm. know, for a lot of people, great exercise is to just do that for 10 or 15 minutes. Yep. Reconnect to yourself. So it feels like home. That's what it feels like. Oh, yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. And you? Oh, that's so, I'm like screaming again. <laughs> it's just so good. So when I, um, so good. So when I explain it to people, because a lot of people don't know how to check in, you're right. They don't know how to sit with themselves. And that's one of the things I think COVID, why so many people hate lockdowns. Yeah. They are forced for the first times and maybe their whole life to sit with themselves. And like people, it gets easier over time as you start to befriend yourself. When I explain it, what, what good feels like to me is it feels like like a really long exhale. And I'm just like, oh, like this, like my whole body decompresses. And I like to explain it in terms of that because it's a very, my earring just fell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's a very like physical thing. And then when I, when something feels wrong, it feels like my entire soul shrivels up into my chest and I just go, Ugh. yeah and I refer to that as intuition yeah yeah so that's what I mean it's it's constricting right so yeah absolutely that's awesome so for people that are listening like being calm being present feels like home that's when you know something is a a right decision for us and then if something feels like then it it may be the wrong decision doesn't necessarily mean it's 100% accurate once you get really good at it it is yeah. But if you're just beginning, all it means is you just need more information. But I think your self-check-in and the, the 10 or 15 minutes in the morning is wonderful. I think birds and animals, one of the reasons that people love them so much is they're, they're never not in the present. 
And so watching them is such a good lesson in just existing in a moment. Yeah, and, and the perfect example is, is dogs, right? I mean, dogs, yes. for the most part, are not thinking about the bills. They're not thinking about mm -hmm. the next thing they need to do. Even though, of course, I mean, let, you know, someone could say, well, you know, this is life. We have to have our bills. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it is, that is life in this three dimension. But if we were to take ourselves into that fourth or fifth dimension, where it's, we are not our surroundings, and again, mm -hmm. we tune back into who we are, we, t we mm -hmm. return back home, there's, there is, a, there is, a, there is a, a place of peace and harmony. And that yeah. peace and harmony, like you said, it does feel in your body, right? And I know exactly what you mean by this. You exhale, you almost, you can kind of feel it in your core. You can kind of feel mm -hmm. it in your abdominals and in your chest and yep. in, in your digestive system where it just kind of feels good and it feels loose. Yep. And the opposite, Lose, yeah, that's a yeah. Good and the opposite is, is that we start to get tight around our shoulders and and our and our back and our stomach tenses up, and and that's where we get like physical ailments and things like that, yeah. which is uh, you know another conversation for sure. But yeah, how long cool. have we gone so far, Mike? Uh, time wise, yeah, uh, I think we're close to an hour. Yeah, Dope. tell us about your membership program. And then tell awesome. us how to find you. And we'll obviously link everything. Awesome. Yeah. Tell us about Perfect. it. Yeah. It so sounds very, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, very simply at mikefinelli.com. That's my website. Uh, Can you spell I actually, it? Uh -huh. So it's M-I-K-E-F-A-N-E-L-L-I.com. Very, uh, very uh, Italian last name. Uh, so you can find me on my website, mikefinelli.com. Uh, and I actually have a gift for your listeners. Mikefinelli.com forward slash uh, pod free. So P O D. So for, for podcast, so pod free, F R E E E. Uh, e that's two E's. Uh, so <laughs> mikefinelli.com forward slash pod free. And you're going to have the links for this anyway. Yeah. Uh, is uh, you'll have access to a 60 minute audio awesome. specifically that will kind of get you started on, on some of these little tools that can help you to kind of kickstart the self love journey. Nice. And all of that. So you just have to enter your information. And it's, uh, of course, it's a gift. It's free. And awesome. uh, yeah. And so with respect to my membership site is also going to be free. So for these COVID times, I am leaving it open and free. It's going to start February the 1st. And on my website, on the very top, there's a banner and you can click there. And that allows you to join the community that I have where I do all my posts outside of social media. So outside of Instagram and Facebook, which I, I'm also on and on YouTube. And so it's a, it's a free community where I post all of my videos and my articles, and that will also give you access to the uh, membership portal come February 1st. Awesome. It's absolutely free for these COVID times. And then in the future, at some point in time, it's going to become something that um, you know, you get access through, through you'll pay every, every pay and stuff like that, which is very, this imp information is so valuable that, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I'm honestly surprised you're, you're doing it for free. Like that's surprising. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's my way to give back. And it, it really is. And I think that I'm, I'm so grateful for the work that I do and so grateful for the people that for me, it's not, uh, necessarily about, the money or growing my business for me, it truly is about impact. It truly yeah. is about impact. And, and I feel that in my body and I could have shaved, I could have saved 10 or 15 or 20 years and, and two divorces. If I just <laughs> knew this stuff, if yeah. it was just taught to me. And so for the time being, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, the membership is, is going to be free until I decide that it's not. 
and then yeah. then then it is what it is and <laughs> and so uh so yeah so that's how you get a hold of me and then there's a bunch of links you can get to through all of my socials and stuff like that or so what's your instagram handle so instagram um i'm at uh, divine soul connection uh and on facebook it's just my name and on YouTube, mm-hmm. it's just my name. So that's that's pretty so, straight. So many ways to access your knowledge. This is awesome. I am available in uh, in many in di- many different fashions. I always love going back to my website and my community because mm-hmm. I'm not limited to this social dilemma, which is yeah. actually a a social dysfunction, <laughs> not mm-hmm. to be able to share this work and have certain amount of people being right. able to see it. Because I hate those. Yeah, for people that don't know how it works, the way that the algorithm works is once you post something, only like like three to five percent of your people see it. Yeah. And that's so the platforms can charge content creators to to build ads. And so for people that don't know how that works, that's how that works. Um, dude, you have been such a freaking gift. Like, what do you want to leave our people with? Thank you. That's a great question. I think, I think that the, the important message here is that we all are worthy of peace, love, and harmony. We are all born. It is our birthright. We are mm-hmm. born with that magic. And as we grow, we just develop these, these patterns and these beliefs, mm-hmm. direct messages and indirect messages. And all they are, they are external things outside of us. And the moment that we can go deeper into ourselves and reconnect, reconnect back to our beautifulness, to reconnect back to who we were when we were just toddlers, mm-hmm. we can begin to create a much different life in all aspects of our life and especially in our relationships. It is our birthright. And I think once we begin to understand and, and that it is that we are entitled to that from a very positive perspective, and it is our birthright, then we can tap into that universal intelligence that is out there and we can bring it inside of us so we can create beautiful relationships with ourselves and with others. Yeah, and it sounds like it's just a set of skills that people need. They're skills, that's all it is. It's, we were taught certain things in school and these are just skills and honing in on those skills and the how, knowing how to develop these skills. And that's why we're here. We, we are healers that are here to help people. And I have people that help me. I have coaches and mentors as well that help me along with this journey. So yeah, it's just a set of skills. We just need to be able to learn them once we know that oh, we yes. actually have a choice and, and is our birthright. Mm, you are so good. We will link everything. Um, awesome. Yeah. Thank you dude, so thank much. You. Thank you so much for you as well, for your listeners. Yeah. And for having me on your on your your podcast and your video and, and your mm-hmm. platform. I really I just like valuable people. <laughs> like, Yay. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, did I or did I not tell you that you were going to love Mike? He has got so much to share. I absolutely want to dig further into his brain and his knowledge and his training. Now, if you have questions for him or for me or something you would like us to talk more about. Let a girl know because this whole podcast is for you. Don't care how long it's been. If you're like, oh man, I'm just listening to this episode and this is so cool. I want to hear more about this. Let a girl know, okay? Because I want to help you. Which was your favorite part 
Y'all tell me in the comments or shoot me a message on Instagram. Have a beautiful day, guys and gals.